You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. Iran-linked cyber espionage targets Middle East's aerospace and defense. SpaceX is accused of limiting satellite internet for U.S. troops. Savvy Seahorse floods the net with investment scams. GU loader malware draws on a crafty graphic attack vector. Repo confusion attacks persist. European consumer groups question Meta's data collection options. Allegations of Russia targeting civilian critical infrastructure in Ukraine. Cisco patches high security flaws. The U.S. puts a Canadian cyber firm on its entity list. On our Threat Vector segment, we have a conversation between host David Moulton and Michael Siko-Sikorsky, Unit 42's CTO and VP of Engineering. They're discussing Unit 42's 2024 incident response report. And the counterproductive messaging in anti-piracy campaigns. It's Thursday, February 29th, 2024. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is your CyberWire Intel Briefing. Happy Leap Day, everyone. It is great to have you here with us. Security researchers have identified an ongoing cyber espionage campaign targeting the aerospace, aviation, and defense industries in the Middle East, with indications of links to Iran. This operation, conducted by a group Mandiant Tracks as UNC-1549 and associated with the Iranian-linked tortoise shell, is focused on Israel, the UAE, and possibly extending to Turkey, India, and Albania, The campaign, initiated around June 2022, employs unique malware to infiltrate entities, leveraging evasion techniques and Microsoft Azure cloud infrastructure for concealment. Two specific backdoors, Minibike and Minibus, facilitate file exfiltration, command execution, and enhanced reconnaissance. Minibike was detected between June of 2022 and October of 2023, while Minibus appeared from August 2023 to January. Additionally, a custom tunneler called LightRail was utilized to obscure malicious internet traffic. The potential involvement of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, particularly noted for its support of Hamas as well as recent sanctions by the U.S. for cyber attacks, underscores the geopolitical implications of this cyber espionage effort against defense-related targets amidst regional tensions. 
SpaceX has a contract with the U.S. government to provide satellite internet services for U.S. troops overseas. As my N2K colleague Alice Carruth reports for the T-Minus podcast, some believe they're coming up short. SpaceX is in hot water with the U.S. federal government over allegedly withholding service of its military-focused Starshield system for U.S. troops in and around Taiwan. Starshield is a program that SpaceX launched in December 2022 to provide secure satellite internet access to the military and government agencies. U.S. Representative Mike Gallagher sent a letter to SpaceX CEO Elon Musk to say he's learned from multiple sources that Starshield is inactive in and around Taiwan, despite a contract with the Pentagon to serve U.S. troops in the region. SpaceX and Musk have not publicly responded to the letter from Gallagher. That's Alice Carruth from the N2K T-Minus Daily Space Intelligence podcast. Do check that show out if you have not already done so. It is well worth your time. Researchers at Infoblox describe a threat actor named Savvy Seahorse that orchestrates sophisticated investment scams, leading to over $4.6 billion in losses in the U.S. in 2023, according to the Federal Trade Commission. Using Facebook ads, Savvy Seahorse entices victims into fake investment platforms, spoofing major companies, and employs advanced tactics like fake ChatGPT and WhatsApp bots for personal information phishing, targeting a wide array of language speakers but excluding Ukrainians, the actor ingeniously uses DNS CNAME records to distribute traffic and evade detection, managing a vast network of scam campaigns since August 2021. This technique, the first of its kind reported, showcases Savvy Seahorse's ability to dynamically control campaign visibility and IP addresses, complicating security efforts to track and mitigate their operations. A report from McAfee highlights a notable GU loader campaign that leverages malicious SVG email attachments. Utilizing polymorphic code and encryption, it dynamically changes its structure to evade antivirus and intrusion detection, enabling persistent network infiltration. This latest campaign triggers a complex infection chain involving zip files, WSF scripts, and PowerShell commands to connect with malicious domains and execute shellcode. This process, culminating in the injection of shellcode into legitimate processes for persistence and further malware deployment, exemplifies GU Loader's versatility in delivering various malware types, underscoring its significant threat to both organizations and individuals. A significant resurgence of repo confusion attacks has been identified by security firm Apiro, affecting over 100,000 GitHub repositories by tricking developers into using malicious versions of repositories that mimic trusted ones. These attacks, which rely on human error rather than exploiting package managers, involve cloning existing repositories, embedding them with malware, and then massively forking and promoting them online. Once a developer uses these malicious repositories, the malware executes a series of obfuscations to deploy a payload that collects sensitive information, sending it to a command and control server. Despite GitHub's efforts to remove these forked repositories, the automated nature of the campaign allows thousands of malicious repos to persist, 
exploiting the vastness of GitHub and the difficulty in detecting such a small fraction of malicious content. Apiro has highlighted the necessity of advanced malicious code detection systems, underscoring the ongoing vulnerability of the software supply chain to such sophisticated attacks. European consumer groups are leveraging data protection laws to challenge Meta's recent EU service changes. Consumer groups say Meta is offering users a fake choice between consenting to data collection or paying for ad-free subscriptions. This action, coordinated by the European Consumer Organization and based on GDPR violations, argues that Meta's model infringes on principles like purpose limitation, data minimization, and transparency. The complaints suggest Meta's consent-based data processing for advertising lacks a valid legal basis under GDPR. Meta, of course, disputes these allegations and insists its approach aligns with GDPR, referencing European Court of Justice support for its subscription model. This legal confrontation follows Meta's history of EU regulatory challenges, including a record 1.2 billion euro GDPR fine. Despite these issues, Meta continues to thrive financially, emphasizing its advertising-driven revenue model in its financial disclosures. Wired describes a report from the Conflict Observatory, an organization backed by the U.S. government, that reveals over 200 instances of damage to Ukraine's power infrastructure by Russia, costing over $8 billion. The study, using satellite imagery and open-source data, confirms Russia's strategy of targeting civilian utilities to pressure Ukraine, marking potential war crimes. Despite challenges in documenting and verifying specific instances due to Ukrainian government restrictions on public information, the report highlights widespread attacks across 17 of Ukraine's 24 oblasts, affecting millions. The findings underscore the deliberate nature of these attacks, raising questions about their justification and military necessity. The documentation aims to support accountability and further investigation into violations of international law, with some Russian officials claiming the targeting of infrastructure as a legitimate military strategy, a stance that contrasts with international humanitarian principles. Cisco released a security advisory detailing four vulnerabilities in its FXOS and NXOS software, including two high-severity flaws. The first high-severity vulnerability allows a denial-of-service attack due to a rate-limiter queue issue, impacting specific Nexus 3600 and 9500 series products. The second involves insufficient error checking when processing MPLS frames, affecting multiple Nexus series with MPLS configuration. Patches for these issues have been released, and Cisco has not reported any exploitation of these vulnerabilities in the wild. The U.S. government has placed Canadian firm Sandvine on its entity list, banning trade with the company due to its provision of technology facilitating mass surveillance and censorship in Egypt, Sandvine, known for its deep packet inspection technology, was cited for aiding the Egyptian government in web monitoring and blocking content targeted at political figures and human rights activists. This action extends to Sandvine's operations across Canada, India, Japan, Malaysia, Sweden, and the UAE, 
preventing organizations from trading with them or supplying goods and technology. Additionally, China's Chenzhou Beijing Electronics was also added to the entity list for its role in supporting China's nuclear weapons program through acquisitions for the University of Electronic Science and Technology, which is also restricted. Coming up after the break on our Threat Vector segment, a conversation between host David Moulton and Michael Siko-Sikorsky. He's Unit 42's CTO and VP of Engineering. They're discussing Unit 42's 2024 Incident Response Report. Stay with us. In the complex world of enterprise identity, securing legacy web apps at scale can be daunting. Strata Identity makes it simple. With Strata, you can effortlessly integrate non-standard apps with any identity service, like MFA or SSO, with zero coding and zero hassle. Designed by identity architects for identity architects, Strata works with every vendor, standard and app architecture. This means your apps can now speak modern protocols and integrate seamlessly with your chosen identity services. From securing on-prem web apps to migrating away from outdated identity providers or consolidating them, Strata helps you keep your complex access policies as you modernize your identity infrastructure and get rid of technical debt. Join leading organizations like 3M, Dallas County, and CIBC in securing your apps with Strata. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity security priorities, and receive a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. Everybody, want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com slash resilience. On today's Threat Vector segment, we have a conversation between host David Moulton, Director of Thought Leadership at Palo Alto Networks Unit 42, and Michael Siko-Sikorsky. He's Unit 42's CTO and VP of Engineering. They're discussing Unit 42's 2024 Incident Response Report. Do you have a favorite cybersecurity joke that you're willing to tell? No, I don't, I don't have a lot of cybersecurity jokes. I got to work on that. You want to hear one? Yeah, sure. My son's a, a drummer, and I was inspired the other day to change my banking password to the hi-hat. But the bank rejected it and said, no symbols. Oh, that's pretty bad. 
Welcome to Threat Vector, where Uni42 shares unique threat intelligence insights, new threat actor TTPs, and real world case studies. Uni42 has a global team of threat intelligence experts, incident responders, and proactive security consultants dedicated to safeguarding our digital world. I'm your host, David Moulton, Director of Thought Leadership for Uni42. This week, I want to share a conversation I've had with Michael Sicko Sikorsky. Sicko is Uni42's CTO and VP of Engineering and Threat Intelligence. He's an industry expert in reverse engineering and wrote the bestseller, Practical Malware Analysis, and teaches cybersecurity at Columbia University. Sicko was the first guest we had on Threat Vector, and it's great to have him back. In this conversation, we dove into the new 2024 Incident Response Report from Uni42 and talked about emerging cyber threats and novel tactics that the team has uncovered as we worked matters with clients around the world. Sicko highlights the importance of managing vulnerabilities and shared his thoughts on best practices to mitigate these risks. We also discussed how leveraging AI, automated responses, and threat intelligence can bolster cybersecurity. You can read the report or download a copy from our website. Here's our conversation. So there were a couple of big themes that emerged from this edition of the report. Uh, first, speed matters. No big shock there, but we'll get into it in a second. Software vulnerabilities still matter. And, you know, I think that given some of the news that we've seen recently, that's certainly the case. And then lastly, threat actors are becoming far more sophisticated. Let's start with that first theme about speed. In the incident response report, the speed of data exfiltration seems like it's ramping up. The median time between compromise and exfiltration was two days in 2023, down from nine days in 2021. And nearly half of all breaches in 2023 led to data theft in under 24 hours. But when I read that, it, uh, it shocked me a bit. What's the biggest takeaway for organizations trying to shore up their defenses against these quick strike attacks? Yeah, I think it, it's really becoming challenging for organizations that they need to make sense of this really quickly, right? If they're gonna if they're gonna get data off your network and exfiltrate in in a day, that's really fast. I remember when I started doing incident response a long time ago, I'd go in and the threat actor had been there for a year and they still hadn't exfiltrated or even figured out where the thing is that they wanted to exfiltrate. So the time that the time before the threat actor got access to the things they wanted just could take a really long time. But now what's happened is people are really starting to centralize their data like never before, right? Cloud came out, people started unifying in one place. They don't have uh, networks that are kind of you know, messy from the perspective of the data is all over the place. It's more you know, easily accessed across the network or to the customers and more scalable. But in doing so, that kind of centralized everything and made it a lot easier for attackers to, once they get access to one thing, they're able to get out with everything they need. Um, and in a ransomware case, we worked. Uh, this past year, you know, in less than 14 hours, the attackers gained access to the org, exfiltrated terabytes of data, and then deployed ransomware to 10,000 endpoints all in 14 hours. I mean, the amount of time you have when you're talking about that, this is a large customer. You've got to realize what's happening very quickly and realize when you need to you know, pull a siren and, and start executing uh, and defending yourself. And I think the fact that there's just so many alerts and people are so buried by the amount of data they're getting um, from security products. It's really important to start including 
things like AI and automation and orchestration to make sure that you're able to sift through the noise, figure out what's important so you can respond super quickly to lock things down. I also think it's really important to figure out what are your crown jewels? What are the things the attacker is going to go after, right? Like when I look at, you know, ransomware extortion cases that we've worked, a large amount of them, it's all about that data that they're after, right? Because if they can get your data, steal it, you're going to, and, and if they encrypt it, you're going to want it back. If you don't have proper backups, let's say you do have proper backups, well, they're going to then threaten you because they took it off the network and they're going to say, we're going to release this data and you're not going to want that to happen because your customers, your patients, your employees are going to get their information leaked uh, and that's going to be a problem for your business. So what are you willing to pay for that? So what you need to do is really hyper-focus around protecting the things that matter most, right? Because you, you, at the end of the day, everybody gets hacked. Uh, your, your day, if it hasn't come yet, it will come. It's a matter of when that day is going to come and you need to be prepared, which means you also need to set up a defense on your crown jewels, the things that matter most, which is typically a, your data. And so how are you protecting that? How are you monitoring it at a level that is above and beyond anything else you're doing anywhere else? Because that is going to enable you to know when something uh, has gone awry. Sicko, thanks for taking us through your thoughts on the new 2024 incident response report from Unit 42. We have a link to that report in our show notes, or you can visit the Unit 42 site. We'll be back in two weeks with Jacqueline Wodaika for a deep conversation on the SEC's cyber rules. Until then, stay secure, stay vigilant. Goodbye for now. That's David Moulton and Michael Siko-Sikorsky from Palo Alto Network's Unit 42. You can check out the Threat Vector podcast right here on the N2K CyberWire Network and wherever you get your podcasts. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. And finally, our reverse psychology desk tells us about a study from the University of Portsmouth that found that intimidating anti-piracy messages actually increase piracy intentions among men by 18%, while decreasing them in women. Examining the effects of different anti-piracy campaigns, researchers discovered gender-specific responses with threatening legal language or highlighting risks like viruses and identity theft 
leading to an increase in piracy behaviors among men, but a reduction among women. Educational messages about piracy's harms showed no impact on intentions of either gender. The study suggests anti-piracy strategies need to be tailored to avoid psychological reactants, particularly among men who may react against perceived threats to their freedom. I don't know. We hate to generalize. But on a certain level, this tracks, I can say for myself, that I've known plenty of men who respond to don't do that with challenge accepted. And that's the Cyberwire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like the Cyberwire are part of the daily intelligence routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, as well as the critical security teams supporting the Fortune 500 and many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people. We make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Liz Stokes. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producers are Jennifer Iben and Brandon Karp. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging and time-consuming. Enter Vanta. Vanta gives you one place to centralize and scale your security program, quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for ISO 27001, SOC 2, and more. You can leverage Vanta's market-leading trust management platform to unify risk management and secure the trust of your customers. Plus, use Vanta AI to save time when completing security questionnaires. CyberWire daily listeners can get $1,000 off by going to vanta.com cyber. That's V-A-N-T-A dot cyber. <laughs>